0: This is Jackson Peterson, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Humboldt, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Tyler Donaldson in the studio. will also hear a report from Whitney Pittman as well. Weather pattern across the northern plains over the next two uh, next week to 10 days remains mostly quiet. World Weather Incorporated says new snow will be generally light and minimal. Light snow and flurries will occur through Thursday with occasional small areas of snow likely next week. Currently, a line of snow continuing to move from west to east across southern Manitoba, North Dakota, northern South Dakota at midday. Should reach the Red River Valley later this afternoon. Scattered rains will continue to move north across Brazil over the coming week
2: to next 10 days. World Weather Incorporated says rains will expand from southern Brazil and Paraguay into central Brazil Thursday to Sunday, continuing northward next week. Argentina will see a drier weather pattern over the next 10 days as rains move north into southern Brazil. Light rains are expected to return to much of the country the last
1: week of February. The Grand Fork's leg of the 2024 Sugar Beet Growers Seminars took place this morning at the Alaris Center. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more.
3: Extension Research Entomologist Mark Botel uh, talked a little bit about the importance of, of keeping up with the different uh, judicial rulings and whatnot here. What are some of the, the big ticket things there that, that producers should be aware of and thinking
4: about right now. Sure, yeah, probably the big one right now is the uh, chlorpyrifos, the developments in that situation. And we're pleased to report that, uh, uh, that the uh, former revocation of uh, chlorpyrifos uses now has been um, vacated basically. And, and so depending on uh, what registrants want to pursue, what commodities they want to pursue, Uh, there's that ability to bring chlorpyrifos uses back in a a select number of crops uh, certainly ideal mostly with sugar beet so i'll talk about that but uh, we're yeah uh, in north dakota uh, sugar beet uh, uh, is a commodity now that uh, a couple of products Uh, containing uh, chlorpyrifos can be used and that that would be very important certainly in the root maggot situation for us. So we're uh, glad to have that. Uh, Another point to make on that is there are just a couple of labeled products right now that have a state label in North Dakota for for those uses, and uh, so make you can't use old product, old branded branded uh, product, under other under trade names. So that's one very key thing to point out. Uh, the trade names currently that have a state label in North Dakota are Pilot 4E and Pilot 15G. On the Minnesota side, uh, things are moving along, but they're it's. Uh, it's not all set in stone yet, but they're uh, working on applications for at least uh, some of those materials as well in Minnesota. So it's really kind of a stay-tuned situation for Minnesota. Again, old product that was labeled under different uh, manufacturers and such that's in, sitting in the shed, stockpiled, uh, that cannot be used. So that's, that's a big one. And then MIDAC is another uh, regulatory thing uh, that's going on. Uh, likely going to be, or that uh, Vive is going to be applying for a special local needs uh, label for 2025, but any existing stock in the supply chain currently can be used in sugar beet in 2024.
3: All right. Well, thank you so much. Again, Mark Botel joining us here on the Red River Farm Network. From the Alara Center in Grand Forks, I'm Whitney Pittman.
2: Van On and company market analyst Christy Van On thinks the grains are waiting for a catalyst to move higher.
3: We got that really bearish report on January 12th for corn and we held 447. and so you know we're 13 cents off that value. I don't know why that 13 cents feels like a whole entire dollar but I think it does. Um, you're you know you're making everyone lean bearish right so everyone you just have a lot hammering the bearish side of things right now you're catching some people leaning um, meanwhile, you're you're pegging together some really friendly side jobs, so to say, for corn. You know, managed money is almost record short holding seasonally. We're supposed to kind of turn around here and get going. Um, technically, we're trying to round out these bottoms, and so um, those look good. And I think they'll have their moment to shine. It's just. When are we going to be able to get that fire to find somebody to stick with buying these markets?
1: Spring wheat basis bids at regional grain elevators followed by the Red River Farm Network are unchanged to improving by 20 cents from two weeks ago. Basis levels range from 10 to 45 cents under the March Minneapolis futures contract. Corn basis is unchanged to improving by 5 cents at most of the elevators corn basis ranging from 15 under in Worthington to 47 cents under at Aberdeen to 55 cents under the future or March futures in western north dakota soybean basis is mostly unchanged from 2 weeks ago with the exception of southwestern north dakota where basis has widened by 25 cents to a dollar and 10 cents under the March futures contract soybean basis across the region ranging from 75 cents to a dollar 10 under the March futures Lowen and Associates market analyst Tyson
2: Loan says the livestock market is seeing some light profit-taking.
5: Saw some very good extension on the feeder side yesterday. Live cattle actually opened higher yesterday, but uh, by the end of the day, front few months had lost some of those gains in live cattle. Um, but still, the front two months of live cattle did push up to new recent highs yesterday. Um, feeders doing the same. few more contracts made it up there yesterday. Uh, but today uh, started lower and just kind of continuing that.
1: In Greece, farmers will continue their protests against the government, Farm leaders met with the Greek Prime Minister earlier today and offered farmers a a two-year break on energy costs. That wasn't enough to satisfy the demands of farmers at the meeting. The farmers said they will continue their demonstrations, including the blocking of major highways. These protests are happening throughout Europe, with farmers upset over rising energy costs, lower commodity prices, and increased competition in the global markets. The co-owner of
2: Christensen Land and Cattle in Kibble, South Dakota, is the 2024 Top Producer of the Year. Christine Hamilton oversees 14,000 acres of cropland, 11,000 acres of pasture, and 1,100 head of cattle. CLC utilizes an extensive precision agriculture system and pasture rotation. You're listening to the Red River
1: Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Supply chain issues continue to grow in 2024. At this year's Minnesota Grain and Feed Association's annual convention and industry trade show, Soy Transportation Coalition Executive Director Mike Steenhook addressed the issues and how groups like the Soy Transportation Coalition are trying to overcome them.
0: There's a lot of reasons and contributing factors to our supply chain becoming Less efficient and it's really producing some concern within, within agriculture, particularly for the soybean industry when over half of what we produce is ultimately exported. So you've, you've got to have a, a, a transportation system that is cost effective and reliable. We talked about some of the things that is imposing some stress on our system like low water levels on the Mississippi River, like some of the geopolitical challenges, like drought conditions at the Panama Canal, like the terrorist attacks at the Suez Canal, a number of these things that are, are really imposing some challenges.
1: Steenhook says there is no one resolution for the problems, but workarounds do exist.
0: Don't put all of your eggs in one basket when it comes to your supply chain. So the more you can not only maintain what you have, your current supply chain options, but then also try to improve other ones. So that can involve things like what we're doing with uh, making some investments in the Great Lakes-St. Lawrence Seaway. That's not a major way that we export soybeans, but it's something that can we continue to pursue that. And if we if you do so, well that's a that's a base hit. You know, one of the discussions that you know we've had with within the, the Soy Transportation Coalition is China was a home run when it comes to an export market. What are the what are the base hit opportunities that we have? What are some of these other maybe smaller markets
2: usda says the number of farms and ranches in the united states continues to decline according to the latest usda census of agriculture there were 1.9 million farms and ranches in 2022 that's down seven percent from the 2017 census the average size of the u.s farm is 463 acres up five percent family owned and operated farms account for 95 percent of
1: all u.s farms USDA has released the results of the 2022 Census of Agriculture. The average age of the American farmer, just over 58 years. That's up a half percent from the survey done five years earlier. There are more new and beginning farmers, up 11% from the previous census. Farmers who are under 35 years of age represent 9% of all producers. The 220,000 farms with younger younger farmers making decisions tends to be larger than average in acreage and in total sales. In 2022, 36% of all farmers were women and 58% of all farms had at least one female decision maker. Legislative priorities
2: for the Minnesota corn growers will focus on sustainability during this year's Minnesota legislative session. Senior public policy director Amanda Billick has.
3: What we're going to be talking about with legislators is making sure that you know farmers have access to the tools that they need to produce um, a sustainable corn crop. Uh, that could be access to you know crop protection products, uh, treated seed. Uh, nitrogen and fertilizer definitely fit in that as well, but then also talking about drainage and how agriculture drainage, uh, helps to manage resources and also provide, uh, some stability for, for growing and producing a crop.
2: Sustainability is a moving target of sorts. Well, the
3: way that we talk about sustainability, um, is of course there's the environment aspect of things. There's also the, you know, the people aspect. But then the third one for us is really around profit, and sustainability also means for corn farmers that they need to be able to, you know, produce a crop that is going to be financially beneficial as well so that though that operation can stay in business year after year, uh, be providing jobs in the community, um, and also, you know, with various co product and other types of value-added um, opportunities. Uh, to be able to provide that financial sustainability along with environment and people.
1: The Minnesota Livestock Breeders Association has announced the four latest inductees to the Minnesota Livestock Hall of Fame. Norb and Judy Sonic of Foreston are being honored for the contributions made to the Holstein Dairy business. Retired state veterinarian Dr. Bill Hartman led the Minnesota Board of Animal Health from 2001 to 2016. The final Hall of Fame honoree is Doris Mould, who served as the superintendent of the milking parlor at the Minnesota State Fair since 1986 and helped create the State Fair Moo Booth. That induction ceremony will be March 14th in Roseville. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside
2: Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Reducing carbon footprints and moving towards greener production is heavily incentivized for today's producers NDFU Government Relations Director Matt Perdue says it's because of this that this year's Evolution Ag Summit is focused on carbon soil management.
5: Well, I think the Evolution Ag Summit is honestly one of my favorite events uh, that we host every year. Uh, You know, the the whole concept is we take a market trend and we really dive deep. We spend an entire day untangling that and helping producers understand it. Uh, We bring industry, so in in this case, food companies and agribusiness together with farmers and ranchers, so we can really have a dialogue about uh, key trends impacting our marketplace. Um, like last year, this year's conference is, is focused on uh, the carbon topic and what that could mean for food and ag market. But we're really focusing on the farm level. What does that mean for an individual producer? What can they do on their operation to improve their stewardship and to access financial benefits from doing
2: so? The demand for carbon reduction and greener practices is driving much of the discussion around current trends in ag production.
5: I don't think there is any issue impacting our, any trend impacting our markets where folks have as many questions as they do about this carbon topic. You know, we're seeing companies like ADM investing in additional soybean crush with the Green Bison facility, driving renewable diesel markets. That's impacting ag markets right now, but we're also seeing, uh, you know, that same company. We're seeing Miller's. We're seeing a lot of other companies looking for, uh, you know, low carbon commodities or sustainably grown commodities. These could be real pain points for producers. They could be real opportunities for producers. And we want everybody to make the best decision for their operations with the best information we can
2: provide. The Evolution Ag Summit is being held on February twentieth from nine to three in Jamestown, North
1: Dakota. Checking markets before we leave you this noon hour, we're seeing March Wheat Minneapolis down eleven and a quarter cents. That's at seventy one and a quarter, the May contract down eight and a half. Chicago March wheat's down a quarter of a penny at 5.97 and a quarter. Kansas City March wheat down five and a quarter at 5.93 and a half. March corn down a quarter penny 4.30 and a quarter. July corn's down a half at 4.51 and three quarters. March soybeans down eight and a half at 11.84 and three quarters. May is down seven and a half at 11.90 and a quarter. March Meal down 430 a ton at 34460. The bean oil up thirty-eight points at 4778. In Winnipeg, March Canola, 230 a metric ton higher, $593.30 Canadian. April Live Cattle down 87 cents. The March Feeder cattle are down a dollar. April Lean Hogs down 10 cents. This is the Red River Farm Network.